I find that many organisations have a myopic overfocus on the immediate term. This overfocus drives poor return on investment over the longer term. In this episode, I revisit the analogy of technical debt and how this relates to an overfocus on the immediate. I'll also pull from the Free Horizons example from the book The Alchemy of Growth on a way to avoiding that overfocus. Welcome to the Better ROI from Software Development Podcast, a podcast aimed at those that fund software development and those that work with them. In a series of short weekly podcasts, I, your host Mark Taylor, hope to educate and inform on why traditional management processes won't get you the best return on your investment. And along the way, I provide advice on how to improve that. I've talked many times about how I see product thinking being better for ROI than project thinking. Product thinking has us consider the entire life of the software, the creation, the maintenance, and even the destruction, the end of life. Project thinking has us consider a very finite portion of that, generally a very thin slice of the entire life of the software. Thus, can encourage us to think poorly in our decision-making, We focus on getting the job done, generally to the expense of all else, including the long-term viability of the software. In episode 16, I talked about the term technical debt, which helps us think about this trade-off. It draws an analogy between the well-understood concept of financial debt and the long-term overhead we may acquire for the software product for the benefit of expediting some critical task. And sometimes this may be the correct thing to do. For example, maybe we have a trade show or major customer meeting where we need to dazzle. We pull out all the stops to provide the most presentable version that we can. All the while knowing we are incurring technical debt for our future selves. And, as I say, like financial debt, this can be the correct approach. Maybe that trade show was the make or break for the organisation. Without the dazzle, the organisation would simply no longer be viable. So, it would be correct to accept that future debt to achieve the goals, or indeed the continuation of the organisation in this case. But, once we've all congratulated ourselves and celebrated for an outstanding trade show success, we must still remember that we have that debt to pay down. Otherwise, it would just become a matter of time before we receive the figurative knock on the door from the technical debt collector. What we may have seen as our organisation saving event becomes simply a state of execution. So again, while taking on this debt is a perfectly acceptable business action, it should be used with great caution and with the understanding of the future obligations. Unfortunately, I see too much overuse of accepting technical debt while largely ignoring the future obligations. And largely, this is being done without conscious thought. We are simply too focused on achieving our current aim. Too often, we are focused on the immediate term. We need this now. We need to meet monthly targets. We don't have the current budget. When an organisation is focused on the short term, then there is a drive throughout the organisation to focus on that to the exclusion of anything else. We find the executive team will push for these short-term objectives, 
The project team will push for these and the development team will be expected to work to them. I've seen it get to such a point where professional developers will actively not follow industry best practice due to the perceived notion that the business just wants them to get it done. And that's when you start to acquire technical debt at a phenomenal rate, generally unseen by anyone in the organisation. Now, this focus on the immediate, the short term, is hardly constrained to just software development. It's a common problem with many organisations today. They have a myopic culture. Everything is generally about the current month, quarter or year. There is generally very little effort or thought put in beyond that. The consultancy, McKinsey and Company, talk about this in terms of the Free Horizons. Originally from the book, The Alchemy of Growth, the Free Horizons aims to help organisations beyond the immediate term. While the organisation has to attend to the existing day-to-day activities, it also needs to look to the future for ways to maintain growth. The general takeaway being that an organisation has to find a way to continue to grow. The alternative is effectively stagnation and ultimately atrophy. And to continue to grow, the organisation needs to continually assess potential opportunities for growth, while not neglecting the activities that keep the lights on. The book describes Horizon 1 as representing the core activities most readily identified with the organisation, and those that provide the greatest profits and cash flow. It describes Horizon 2 as encompassing emerging opportunities, including rising entrepreneurial ventures likely to generate substantial profits in the future. And it describes Horizon 3 as ideas for profitable growth down the road. The horizons are used to categorise the organisational focus. Organisational focus on Horizon 1 activities should be on improving performance to maximise the remaining value. Largely, the activities of keeping the lights on. Organisation focus on Horizon 3 should be thought as small bets on the future. For instance, small ventures such as research projects, pilot programmes or majority stakes in new businesses. Organisational focus on Horizon 2 should be taking promising ideas from Horizon 3, putting more investment into them with a view to preparing them, then to move to Horizon 1 if they prove appropriate. Over-focus on any single area is not healthy for the long-term health of the organisation. Too much focus, as I often see, on Horizon 1, the immediate, the day-to-day, the keeping the lights on, means that little to no focus is being put into ideas for future growth, the Horizon 2 and free work. The advice is that for healthy growth, an organisation should be distributing its focus across all three horizons. It should be using Horizon 3 to be making many small bets, many of which will fail, very much like the minimum viable product theory I've discussed previously. Of those bets that pay off, we move them into Horizon 2, where the idea can be refined and developed further, and again the expectation is that more of these will fail at this stage. And only those proven winners should make their way into Horizon 1, becoming a key aspect of the organisation. It's effectively an innovation funnel. Personally, I have some concerns over how this approach can be interpreted. It can easily be seen as running free organisations. The core for Horizon 1, 
an incubator for Horizon 2, and research and development for Horizon 3. And why this would certainly be better than the myopic overfocus that most organisations focus on of the immediate, the here and now, the Horizon 1, it puts all that growth expectation into that research and development organisation. I prefer to think about the organisation as a whole and empowering the entire organisation to be able to assist in that growth. For some organisations, it may be easier to think about in terms of splitting the focus three ways across those three horizons. And maybe it's a good stepping stone to ease an organisation into empowering the entire organisation as I prefer, as long as, as long as it is seen as a step along the journey rather than the end destination. In this episode, I've highlighted that many organisations have a myopic overfocus on the immediate term. I've talked about how that overfocus will not result in good long-term ROI for the software development, or indeed the organisation. I've equated it to the technical debt analogy I've previously talked about, and reiterated my advice to use technical debt in a responsibly sustainable manner. I've also introduced the three horizons described by the book The Alchemy of Growth. While I worry that the approach could introduce dysfunctional silos, I do believe it can be a useful stepping stone to move away from that myopic thinking. This podcast has been hosted by me, Mark Taylor. It has been produced by Red Folder Consultancy Limited, a consultancy that can help you achieve better return on your software development investment. You can contact them or sign up to the mailing list at red-folder.com or you can reach out to me on Twitter at redfoldermark. If you're getting value from this series, please tell a friend and help me grow my audience. Join me next week for more from the Better ROI from Software Development Podcast.